When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ah, how about hour number two on a Wednesday? Do the people know me or do the people know me? Shout out to Bobby, one of our listeners. Who knew I would care that XFL 23 has tweeted out the uniforms and helmets of all eight teams for XFL next year. I may be slightly distracted for the rest of the show. And by the way, it didn't take me long, cursory glance, to tell you, oh, that the Houston team is making one of my favorite, sorry, least favorite mistakes. Number on the helmet, Houston. No, no, no. Why does everybody love number on the helmet? If you're not Alabama or the way the Chargers are doing it, why would you want a number on the side of your helmet? I don't understand that. All right. Um, We've got a lot going on today. Obviously, we started with that Longhorn basketball team. We are efforting Justin Wells right now of Inside Texas. Well, he's being hard to get. Yeah, I don't know if the reception's very good in East Texas right now. Who knows? Uh, Is that what it is? Yeah. Mm. I'm sure he'll get back to us. He's good at calling us back. Okay, cool. We will uh, will assume he, he gets back to us. You can keep me updated on that. We've talked Longhorn basketball. They fall in overtime, 85-78 to Illinois, and uh, Zay, while we're waiting for Justin, I thought this was uh, important to bring up. It was an important part of the game. So Craig Way hit us up, obviously calling the games. He said after the game, he and Coach Beard were talking about some of the critical game parts of the game, when did it get away, and a lot of people have focused on 60-50, to that 10-point lead with about eight minutes to go. Craig points out it was 58-50. Texas had five straight empty possessions between like the 10 and 8 minute mark. Then right after that, so the defense holds up there. They the, the defense held up, got stops. Then they get that bucket and then Illinois goes on a run. So that was a sequence of five straight possessions where they get nothing up 8. So like you and I were talking about earlier, it just felt like, man, this should be more. This should be 12. This should be 14. And the run we were talking about earlier that 16 to 2, that was them going from down 6 to up 8. And then it just didn't keep going. That's where I will, because I'm always looking for that eight to become 11, to become 13, to become bye bye. And they just couldn't close the door. Yeah. And they had, they gave up two big threes that were before that Jaden Epps three ball under one minute. It was when Matthew Meyer, he came off a pick and roll, and Brock Cunningham was guarding him. And I want to say the pick and roll involved Brock and Timmy Allen. And both of those guys, with Matthew Meyer being like four for four at this point from three, neither one of those guys stayed with Meyer. 
they just left him wide open. Meyer yep. hits a three. It goes into a timeout. Another situation happened. It was from the weird baseline angle of the game. Tyrese Hunter somehow got caught helping. I don't know if it was on Danger, but it was on one of the bigs, and they kicked it out to R.J. Melendez, and he also hit a three. And I want to oh, say that was, it was a big shot. It was a yeah, huge was. shot. Melendez had a nice game. You talked about yeah. him yesterday. That dude, a lot of X Factor, no. glue guy kind of stuff. He did a lot of things for them. Melendez and Harris are both really good players for Illinois because both of those guys are around 6'5", 6'6". Both of them have really long arms, and they caused a lot of problems for the Horns guards. But uh, shout-out to Timmy Allen. I don't think we talked about him much at all in that first uh, hour. He was terrific last night. He really was. points. Yeah. He filled up the stat sheet to a T, eight assists, seven rebounds. He was everywhere, and... You know, that, that when you have him going 9 of 18 from the field, those guards need to realize maybe I don't have it clicking tonight. I mean, Tyrese Hunter, all 10 of his points came in the first half. He was donut in the second half. Whether that was the cramping issue, I don't know, but that can't happen. He's one of your best players. He can't go donut in the second half, especially with the way that he was playing in the first half. He had a couple of threes. He had that nice uh, backdoor little layup dunk, and then that, that was really it. I think he had a couple free throws, but that was really it. So if him, if he's going to go cold and – uh, Marcus Carr and Serge Barry Rice went a little cold yesterday. That's going to be an issue. And Chris Beard, he's going to have to figure out, let's keep Timmy Allen rolling where he can keep getting the ball. Maybe we should have put Arterio Morris back in the game. I thought Dylan Mitchell played really well last night, and he only played – how many minutes Dylan Mitchell get? 24. 24 minutes, yeah. and that's in the overtime game. So the 45 minutes could have been played. He only got 24. I, I thought he should have played a little bit more, especially with those guys on Illinois. Dylan Mitchell matched up really well with those guys. Terrence Shannon, he's a bigger guard, around 6'6", six, 6'7". Six, six, so is Melendez and uh, um, Harris, like we said. So I thought he should have played more at times. I thought he was the best defender on Matthew Meyer last night. And, yeah, Texas, they gave up one in the Garden. Yeah, it's, it's really weird. It's like a good news, bad news. The good news, if I tell you that Timmy Allen's going to have 21, I mean, he had eight assists, two turnovers, only you know the, a plus six there, uh, seven rebounds. That's the good news that he got 21. But if I tell you Hunter and Carr won't combine for 21, that's a concern um, at that point. And you're right. Maybe they needed to take some of those 25 shots between Carr and Hunter and maybe distribute a couple extra to Timmy Allen. Get him 20 field goal attempts and see what happens. I thought it was interesting at one point of the game, Jay Billis literally called for Allen and they went to him. He called for, you know, he goes, maybe, you know, Timmy Allen, though, his ability to cut, maybe you go back to him and they go right into him and he gets a bucket. Yeah, he had a beautiful fake spin on Danger, a little fadeaway across the middle. Like, when he's going, he has a beautiful game to watch. He had a three last night. He's been talking about in the offseason mm-hmm. how he's been working on his three ball, and he's going to shoot him when the opportunity's there. He hit one. So, yeah, he, he's played a lot better these last few games. It's just the, the guards, they, they really struggled last night. And somebody on the Specs text line made a really good point. Marcus Carr, at times, he over-dribbled where he should have been working that ball around and he just had the ball in his hands for way too long. You're exerting a lot of energy doing that. And I thought his 36 minutes was a little high 
for the production that he was putting out on the court. And I thought Arterio Morris, he should have gotten some of those minutes. Arterio Morris was terrific. I right. know he had two turnovers, but he had a huge help side block, mm-hmm. which went off Illinois' uh, uh, leg and went out of bounds. That was a huge big-time play. And Jay Wells, who we're hoping to get on now, he said last week he compared the Arturo Morris to John Moran, which I looked around like, yo, what's in his eggnog? Is he on that scotch right now at 1 o'clock uh, uh, in the afternoon? Jay Wells, you're bugging John Moran. He's one of the best in the league, but – Ah, that son of a B.J. Wells, he had something oh, saying that. Okay. When I saw that block last night, that's the first thing I thought of. I thought, oh, Justin Wells talking about yeah. the comparison to John Moran. It's not there much, but it's there little a little flash. A little, little flash. flash. Okay. A little flash. Kind of like how you have to do Tyrese Hunter with number 11. you got to uh-huh. do a, about eight spins. do a shot. Eight shots of Henny. Uh-huh. You know, you, you got to be on one. So I, I saw a little bit of that last night. Arterio Morris hit a three, had a nice bucket on Coleman Hawkins, you know, just kind of froze him and went to the cup. He got to the line a couple of times. It's just, you know, when Brad Underwood is believing in his freshman and Jaden Epps, Sky Clark, the other freshman who started the game, he struggled last night. He sat him down, gave him only 21 minutes, said, Jaden Epps, you're cooking off the bench. You're going to be able to finish out this game with the production that you've been putting on the table I thought Chris Beard should have done a little bit more of that with his freshman and Dylan Mitchell and Arterio Morris last night. All right, Jay Wells says call him right now. So Justin Wells of Inside Texas, we will try to grab him here in just a second. Yeah, Texas loses 85-78. We've gotten a lot of great response um, on the Specs text line today. And, of course, Longhorn fans just trying to kind of process everything that was there. Tyrese Hunter going through the cramping issues in the game. Marcus Carr and Tyrese Hunter not having the kind of games that they needed to have, um, but certainly Timmy Allen did have uh, a really good game, just not quite enough. Illinois made the plays down the stretch, made the free throws down the stretch that were big. We'll talk to Justin Wells about that coming up uh, and get a little bit more from him on uh, a couple other issues. Remember, Waterloo Ice House 360 and 2222 this, uh, this afternoon and this evening, 3 to 9. Uh, we'll give you the flexibility there if you're a player or coach and you're looking to get those all flex finalist certificates. You can drop by Waterloo Ice House 360 and 2222. I'm going to head over there when we are done for a little while. And remember, Snoop and Zach are going to be on 7 to 9 p.m. tonight from Waterloo. All right, let's go to the Vaqueros Cafe and Cantina hotline. It is Justin Wells inside Texas on 3.com and at Justin Wells 2424 on Twitter. Justin, how are you? Hey, now, I'm doing pretty well sweating in December. How about you guys? Yeah, it is a little warm. You're getting a little East Texas humidity in December? Man, at like 100%. Oh. It's 80 degrees. Ugh. That is rough. Uh, we were just talking about the basketball game last night. Give us your thoughts on Texas, a game that certainly got away from them, felt like they had it, and then they didn't. Yeah, it was one of those, uh, you know, up 10 with about seven minutes left. I thought Texas was kind of in control, and then they, they got really cold. Uh, what we saw was just poor execution over that last stretch of time, and I also think Illinois got hot. I think their the leading scorer finally started dropping a few buckets right before they hit overtime, and I think he got hot at the right time. But what we saw was the reason they were, had a hard time scoring last season. When Marcus Carr faces the floor and dribbles, you know, just like a bowling ball into, the, into a wall in the paint and nothing gets created – you're going to have one of seven shooting over the final four minutes of the game. You're going to have multiple turnovers, 
and you're probably going to lose. Um, when they needed to, to have a closer in that final five-minute stretch, uh, it's not Marcus Carr. That, that's not him. Uh, we've seen him do that last year in, in a volume role, and, and I think that's kind of what happened over the last – they didn't hit some free throws. There were a few things that happened that just went the other direction. They didn't hit some free throws, especially on a one-and-one with Tyrese Hunter. But what I saw at the end of the game was what I saw last year, and that's Marcus Carr playing hero ball – and buddy, that ain't gonna win ball games, and <laughs> not in the Big Twelve. Yeah, yeah, that's a great point, Jay Wells. Because after Jaden Epps makes those two free throws, there's about seven seconds left, and Coach Beard, you have two timeouts, and you just put the ball in Marcus Carr's hands, and you got six, seven TJ Shannon on him, and he gets off a terrible. Well, he doesn't even get it off, but he shoots a bad shot, and that's a w- situation where I thought you could call a timeout and draw up something and see, you know, all your other looks out there. I thought that as well. I was, I thought it was weird. Tyrese Hunter wasn't handling the ball more, and because they had great ball movement in the first, you know. 10 minutes of the second half. I thought I thought with Timmy Allen finding those mid-range buckets, I think they were making the extra pass. Jabari Rice had hit a three. I think Broccoli hit another three. That's how this offense rolls. It's going to be constantly moving with motion. And I understand the final five minutes, you're going to need more ISO one-on-one to create and stuff like that, but that's not Marcus Carr's strength. I mean, you can roll him out to do that, but again, that's not his strength. So I thought getting away from, from that extra pass and that ball movement in the, in, at, by the end of the game was, was just poor execution. Well, I think the other thing is that cramping issue's got to come into it, right? I think if there's a completely healthy Tyrese Hunter, that's probably where he goes, Justin. But it's almost like Chris Beard got forced into last year's team in a way because Hunter was unavailable because he's cramping at the end. That is absolutely a great point, Chad. That's exactly what happened. I know with Hunter cramping up, they had to change up some stuff, and they. But that's not the way to roll. Like this team, right. you know, I think Carr is a, is a great player, and I think he's got his strengths. But that's not one of them. And so, getting away from that's probably why Texas had their first loss of the season. Yeah, got to figure out what to do if that's going to keep happening. If Hunter's going to keep having maybe those issues, you got to deal with that part of it. But you also have to deal with what happens on the floor uh, if he's not going to be available. Justin Wells inside Texas joining us. Justin, what do you make of the Texas Washington Alamo Bowl matchup? We've obviously got a lot of time to break it down. What was your initial thought? Uh, you know, I, my initial thoughts were, I think we've talked about this a little bit before, I'm very much pro, um, I'm team bowl game out of the state. Yeah. I, I think that's the right. other I, I mean, I, listen, the Alamo Bowl is actually a really good bowl game to, to, to make, and it's a, it's a, it's a good experience. Um, but, my goodness, get these kids out of Texas. There's nothing appealing <laughs> about driving 45 minutes down the road to play in the Alamo Dome. Um, but I tell you what, they better come correct because Washington is legit. I believe it's the highest ranked team, um, uh, the highest ranked matchup, so to speak, outside of the playoff with number 12 against number 20. Uh, Texas better be ready. This is a very explosive team. And, you know, the funny thing is they love uh, Texas kids. You know, looking at the roster, they got a dozen guys that are from the state of Texas, especially from East Texas and the Central Texas uh, regions. And so I think this is a fun matchup. 
You know, Michael Penix is a great quarterback. I didn't realize how big he was. He's 6'3", 215, 220. Uh, I, I just didn't see the Southpaw being that big. Jalen Polk, uh, their, their star wide receiver out of Lufkin, Texas, he, him and Jaron Thompson, the Texas safety, are best friends. They grew up together, played high school ball together at Lufkin. Uh, Polk actually had signed with Texas Tech under Matt Wells. Uh, Tech decided they weren't really interested in him, and so he hit the portal, went to Washington, and become all-conference uh, because he's a dude. And so I, I like that little connection there. And I like the, the tie-ins with Sark and, and, and PK, you know, formerly coaching at Washington. I think the last time Washington had been in the Alamo Bowl was when Sark was coaching, and it was that Baylor game where it literally – turned into a video game. I, I can't remember the score, but it was just one of those crazy afternoons. I believe it was Robert Griffin's maybe Heisman year. And, uh, and so there's so many cool little tie-ins and players with familiarity from, from other schools in this region and, and coaches' familiarity. You know, I, I, th- I don't like the idea you're, you're playing a bowl game an hour from the stadium. I get that. But, man, everything around this game is interesting. And I think it's going to be a phenomenal matchup. Justin, with it not being a New Year's Six Bowl, a lot of guys, they might not play in this game. They might, you know, on the other side just because they want to put more film out there for these NFL scouts. Who do you think is going to play in this game and who you think isn't going to play in this game? Uh, you know, that's, that's, uh, that, that's a tough one. That's a tough one because, you know, we're, we're hearing there, there, there might be a handful of guys that, that decide to sit, sit out the game. Uh, it's undetermined right now. I don't want to be real uh, committable on that. Um, I'll say this. Don't be surprised, you know, if, if the best running back in the country doesn't play in that bowl game. Like, I don't think that should be any surprise. Obviously, nothing's been decided. Nothing's official. But, I mean, I would be shocked if Bijan Robinson plays in this bowl game. And, and for good reason. There is zero reason for him to do that. Uh, you've got a couple other guys that are that, that are going to be going off. Let's, I mean, look at guys going into uh, a Senior Bowl. Look at guys going into the East-West Shrine Bowl. You know, preparing the, 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 those weeks in training for preparing for the draft. Rashawn Johnson, Keandre Coburn. You know, Demarvion Overshone. You know, none of you know. You know, those are guys that you may think about that that, that could potentially do that. And, and I think they'll announce it on their terms whenever they make that decision to talk with their families. But it's expected in, in this era, at this time, this day and age of college football, if you've got some guys that are probably going to go pretty early in the draft, um, you know, the, the fan in you hates it. You want one more ride. I mean, who wouldn't want to see Bijan Robinson play one more game? And, and, and I mean, just to see what he could, uh, you know, finish off at Texas. But you have to be realistic. This guy's going in the first round. In, in April, and, and there's really nothing he could gain from it other than maybe getting a gigantic insurance policy. Um, so at the end of the day, you know, it's one of those things where I think you're going to see a few names pop up, come out over the next you know week or so, and I, I just wouldn't be surprised with some of your bigger names, especially Bijan. I, I, I would be really surprised if he played. Talking with Justin Wells. Justin, uh, I know you are happy right now about your Dallas Cowboys because you don't get to see a 54 very often. Not, all, not often do the Cowboys hang a Randy White, hang a Manster on somebody, but they did it last week with the Colts. But now it's the 110 and 1 Texans. We all know what this means. A one or two point win, probably not going to be enough for Cowboys fans. What does this need to be for you on Sunday against the Texans to let you know the Cowboys are keeping the rhythm going? Chad, you just need the W. 
That's all that matters. Get the win. At this stage, I don't have to see Dallas blow out Houston. You know what I like to see? Mm. Dallas get a comfortable lead and set starters. Oh, that, that sounds good. To me, <laughs> that would be so much better than, than rolling guys out to a three-point game, you know, in the fourth quarter, and, and all your ones are still on the field. If Michael Parsons gets two sacks in the first half, he should be sitting on the couch in the second half. But it's the NFL, and you got to treat – you got to treat these games differently. You know, I watched Houston and Cleveland last week, and got you know, bust their heart. Houston just can't score. Yeah. They got you know, they've got some some talent on both sides of the ball. I really like Jalen Petrie, the safety out of Baylor, uh, but they still don't have their quarterback, their running back, their receiver. I mean, <laughs> they're going to look completely different next year when it's like Bryce Young and Quentin Johnston and or Bijan Robinson. So Houston just gets the W. Uh, that's a team that's. They play hard, but they're just, they're just they just don't have the horses. Lovey Smith's trying to get the most out of those guys, um, but I don't have to see a twenty-eight point win. And in the NFL, that's rare in and of itself. Um, I, you know, I was leery of the Cowboys, you know, minus eleven, just because you know in the last game, just because you never know on on Sundays what can happen. But I will say this for the record: I went to sleep when it was twenty-one to nineteen at the end of the third quarter. <laughs> And I woke up thinking, all right, I really hope they close this game out. And when I looked it up and saw what had happened, I was just <laughs> astonished. <laughs> because I thought, okay, I just missed about an hour of a really good time <laughs> because everybody got involved. But at the same time, they rested a lot of guys, too. And to me, that's the key with Houston. Get a comfortable lead, rest your ones, get the W no matter the cost, and get on to the next week. There you go. Jay Wells, a little two-for-one before we let you get out of here. A lot of Horn fans are very salty that Stetson Bennett got the invite to New York and not Bijan Robinson. Do you think there was a hose job there? And are you good with Ohio State getting the opportunity to play Georgia for in the Final Four? I will start with the playoff. Um, you know, Ohio State's a really good team. Do I feel like they deserve that spot? That it's so at this point that's why they're continuing to add play, teams from from for more in, uh, you know for 2024 and 2025 extend the playoff because it it shouldn't be by this people's decisions it should be by what happens on the field give them a structure win this game win this game you move on to this round it, it shouldn't be well since so and so lost and since PCU didn't win the conference then we got to have these come that's where you got to get out of it you got to get away from doing that kind of stuff. And I think that's why you're seeing the extension with the playoff in a few years. Um, but then, you know, Ohio State's a really good team, and they're probably favored in two of those games. It, it, at least one. At least one of them. Not Georgia. I, I don't think they'll get by that. And I think Georgia is above and beyond, like, better than everybody else. I think one, the gap between one and two is Grand Canyon this year. And give Kirby Smart and those guys credit. Now, Stetson Bennett headed to the Heisman. You know, I, I, I don't hate it for him because, I, you know, I, I, he's the best, He's one of the best players. He's not even the best player on their team. But he's one of the best players on the best team in college football. And let's just keep it real. The Heisman Trophy is not the best player in college football. It's the flashiest quarterback with the best numbers on potentially the best team. It's a quarterback award. It's been five years since there's even been a running back to make that final five. And that's just – that's a joke. Uh, so it's become a quarterback award. And here's the thing. Look at the numbers. 
none of these guys have had great numbers at quarterback compared to last year or compared to years in the past. I mean, Caleb Williams, it looks like he's going to wind up winning it. His numbers aren't off the charts Heisman worthy. They're great. He had a fantastic season, but it's not Heisman worthy. But again, the Heisman's not the best player in college football. It's the best quarterback and potentially the best team in college football. That's why Stetson Bennett's going to get a seat. Um, yeah, Bijan was robbed. Bijan's the best offensive player in the country. I, I fully feel like he should be there. And, and if we're going to send the best player from the best team, Jalen Carter should be sitting in New York, not Stetson Bennett. That is Justin Wells inside Texas on 3.com at Justin Wells 2424 on Twitter. Justin, stay out of that heat. Can't believe I said that in December. And we'll talk, <laughs> we'll talk to you next week. Nothing but love, guys. Thanks, uh, Justin. Good stuff there. I like his idea for the Cowboys, though. How about third quarter Cooper Rush snaps because they're whipping them so bad? How about that? That's the dream. Can I get that? That's the dream for every coach. Late in the third quarter because Justin Wells is lying to himself. So I know we got to get to a break. So let me ask you this. You're good with the bye, like for a, a one seed. But are you good with sitting guys knowing that you're going to make the playoffs week, whatever, last week of the season? No. No, those games, I like them to handle it like they used to handle preseason games. Give me like a half, maybe a drive in that second half. You've got to keep that rhythm going. Somebody pointed it out. When we have seen Dak with time off, he seems to come back rusty. He's not good with time off. He right. seems to come back rusty. So for him, I'm with you. Keep, the, keep that momentum rolling. Um, but in general, if I'm an NFL fan, I absolutely want to see if I can beat, especially since it's only one team now, to get that by, rest up. Get so many crazy injuries now. You get your guys one extra week. I think that's good, but I know what the texter is saying about uh, about Dak's side of it. All right, so Cowboys Texans. Remember that's a noon kick on Sunday. We've got it for you right here on the Horn. Up next, let's talk about the Flex Thirty games coming up. We still have some area teams trying to go after state titles. We'll set those games up for you. Plus, the All Flex Finalist event is happening at Waterloo. We'll give you the details on that too. Stay with us. It's the Horn. going on there what's the song called what's he saying take this torch take take this torch man it is fast that is super fast uh take this torch something that fast is it sodom again no (laughs) i don't know who is is he on beat i don't know he's just going off but razor razor man 
They're getting after it. Yeah, it sounds almost like a newer take. I'm not familiar with the band's name. You got a time frame on this? No, zero okay. time frame. I feel like this is a newer, kind of a newer band that uh, is just sort of maybe paying tribute to, to back then. I'm not familiar with the name Razor, but boy, that is good, fast stuff. Razor, Van Morrison, and David Bowie have been on the show today. We appreciate all of your texts coming in. Longhorn fans trying to break down that basketball game from last night. Cowboys fans with their thoughts on OBJ. Looks like the team is concerned enough about OBJ that maybe that's not going to happen because it's not that he couldn't pass a physical, but the physical told them things that, well, maybe we wouldn't, you wouldn't get him till mid November, mid January. So, you know, Jerry is literally talking about the off week of the Super Bowl. Like, is it worth that to you? No. Wow. That's, that's tough. Now, if the Cowboys were locked into a one seed right now, maybe? No. Maybe you think uh, about it, but no. even then. you got to be super desperate to yeah. want Odell Beckham at this point. Yeah, and they're not. I mean, there may no. be – there are football reasons why the Cowboys may not go win the Super Bowl. But I don't think we'll get there if we get that, to that point. I don't think it'll be, well, OBJ was the difference. That's all they needed. I don't really think that's what this team is. Um, but you can certainly give us your thoughts there. Specs text line 337-3776. All right, let's tell you about the event tonight at Waterloo. Let's go Flex 30. Here we go. Flex ATX for the best high school sports coverage. Listen to the horn and go to flxatx.com. Flex 30 is brought to you by Brain Vault. Brain Vault is a revolutionary and patented mouth guard that has been proven to help reduce the risk of concussion. Visit brainvault.com and join the movement. FLXATX.com. We had a listener earlier saying, hey, can you read through those names real quick? Man, there's a lot of names on that all-flex finalist list. When you have time, go to FLXATX.com. They are all there for you. Shout out to Derek and Snoop and Zach and the Flex crew for getting that all set up and getting it out there for you. And we're having an event for those finalists today where they can come pick up their certificates, hang out. Our man Clayton's got a food special, dinner special uh, for uh, any student that presents a student ID. So if you are uh, a friend, a classmate of an all-flex finalist and you just want to come out and hang out at Waterloo Ice House, it's the 360-2222 location. Uh, I've been to the Waterloo Ice House, a couple of the others. I've never been to this location, so I'm looking forward to heading over there as soon as the show is done uh, and hang over there a little bit before I head over to HEB Center. So congrats again to all those all-flex finalists. Uh, Zay, I wanted to read a little bit of stats that we got sent in by the Elgin coach. So Justin Strong is one of our DBs, and Rod and Harge uh, announced him yesterday as a finalist. Here's what the coach sent us. Shout out to Coach Clawson. Justin Strong, District 11-5A Defensive Player of the Year and First Team All-District Wide Receiver. What? Led the district in receptions and yards, only playing about a third of the offensive snaps. Defense, 113 tackles, 102 solo, 11 tackles for loss, a sack, three quarterback pressures, four picks, two interceptions returned for touchdowns, 14 PBUs, three forced fumbles, and a fumble recovery. Receiving, 32 catches, 606, eight touchdowns, and a two-point conversion. Damn, what doesn't he do? Rushing, five rushes, 31 yards, one touchdown. I like that he just threw that in there. The six-yard average. (laughs) He said a six-yard average. Passing, four of six for 122 yards, and just in case we needed it, punting, 33 punts, over 1,200 yards, a 64-yard punt on his ledger, and nine inside the 20. 
Oh my. Wow. How about that? That's an impressive season. I thought you were going to go on the say how many popcorn sales he did. Right. He was doing that on the side, too, at halftime. Yeah. He was selling popcorn to people. And- did I mention the <laughs> trumpet solo during the band's performance? Uh, also says that Strong's getting serious interest from Rice and Baylor. We wish him nothing but the best, and we hope he is uh, is able to to get to that next level and uh, and go play some D1 ball. That's, that's exciting stuff. I don't care if you play the third of the snaps. You know how in shape you got to be to do all that and to be top tier as a defensive back and then also be first team all offense that's so impressive that's amazing man we were talking about snoop and i were talking yesterday about guys that are still to this day going both ways he watched a kid and uh, i guess it was the quarterback who was one of our quarterback finalists the kid from I guess it was uh, was it the Liberty Hill guy? I think you were saying the Liberty Hill guys who we were talking about, or the Wimberley kid that goes both ways that still plays like on defense and still is able to go. It's incredible. It's nuts. Speaking of Wimberley, they play Friday at three o'clock Alamo Dome. If you want to go support the Texans, they play Quero Liberty Hill taking on Port Natchez Groves. That's seven o'clock. They're over in Katy. At Legacy Stadium, that's Friday. Then Saturday, oh, those Vandegrift Vipers. I'm hoping they can get by Katie. It's going to be tough, though. Katie and Vandegrift, 1 o'clock, Alamo Dome. Uh, we'll see if Vandegrift can get to their first state title game. And then Galena Park, North Shore, and Westlake. 3 o'clock kick at Rice Stadium on Saturday. And today's day, Coach Salazar was on the show like he is every day. Every Wednesday, he's on Light the Tower on the station, on the Light the Tower show with Craig and the guys. And he explained that... In the end, they needed to be able to determine where the next game was going to be, even before they played Brennan, so they ended up with a coin flip, and they just lost it. The Westlake and Brennan said, all right, if the winner of our game wants Alamo Dome, and North Shore and Nera, that other team said, we want Rice Stadium, after going through other stadiums that they didn't agree on, and they literally flipped it on a Zoom call. <laughs> they flipped a coin on a Zoom call, and the winner got home team and the stadium of their choice. Wow. So that's how they end up playing in Houston. If you're wondering, hey, wait a minute, Galena Park, North Shore. That's kind of a Houston area thing, right? More Houston certainly than this. Yeah, you're right. So in this round, I don't know if they let you do a true home and home. I guess you could, but nobody would risk that. No. You you can't risk that. In a state semifinal, you can't say, why don't we just flip true home and home? Because all you need there is for one coach to go, uh, no. One out of those four coaches has to say, oh, no, that's crazy. <laughs> We're not doing that. Yeah. So that's why they're playing at Rice Stadium in Houston. And, of course, Westlake going for another state title. I'm really interested to see what happens there. The fact yeah. that they've been – the fact that they've uh, they've you know had a couple different quarterbacks playing these last couple games is interesting here. This is not a definite – you know, Cade Klubnick kind of situation where you've got a badass quarterback that's for sure going to the next level. Land's been good, but he's also been replaced these last couple games. I wanna I wonder how that's gonna play out in a semi. Yeah, that is interesting. You know, when I think of all this coin flip stuff, it just makes me think of Billy Bob Thornton, Friday Night Lights, <laughs> when they do the coin flip and he tells old boy from uh, uh, Fast and the Furious, he says, I don't know what he says. He looks back at it before he flips it. He says something motivational like, no, I always live life on the edge. Flip. Flip. <laughs> okay, now. like that. So I just picture Coach Salazar saying that to Paxton Land or Jeff Kaiser or something that on the Zoom call. That is funny. Uh, yeah, I'll admit, I have not seen the series or the redone movie. I didn't have a Redone seen, movie? I haven't seen the old movie either, right? Old that's, movie. Hang on, what am I thinking? 
What are you thinking of? I only know one movie and I know one series. Okay, no, okay. The movie is Billy Bob Thornton. Correct. But then the TV series is that other dude is the coach. Yeah. Okay. And then the guy. Kyle something. And our guy from Tokyo Drift, he's in the movie or the show? He's in the movie. Oh, he's in the movie. See, that's another reason I need to see that movie. Yeah, he's great. Okay. All right. I got to check that out. Yeah. No, I know what I'm thinking of. The Billy Bob Thornton redo I'm thinking of is uh, Bad News Bears. Yeah. (laughs) That's what I was thinking of. I haven't seen that. I haven't seen the redo of Bad News Bears. Two completely different movies. Two two different things. Okay. Somebody on Specs text a lot and let us know. Okay. Curses ain't real. Flip. <laughs> Curses ain't real. I don't know real. if he asks them that in the car. Well, you haven't seen it, so you don't know nah, what you're talking about. But sorry. they just lost a big game. They're going to do the coin flip because there's a three-way tie. He's running with the quarterback. The quarterback just got his head taken off in the last game. My couch. Carson Rail with his weird country <laughs> accent, Midland, Odessa accent. Uh-huh. And, yeah, I don't know if Billy Bob Thornton says anything until the coin flip. And it's like, Curses ain't real. Flip. Legendary. That is legendary nice. cinema right Hey, there. remember, our guy from Tokyo Drift, we had him had his birthday the other day. He's an Alabama guy, born and raised in Bama. That's a legit Southern accent. That's a legit Southern yeah, accent. Absolutely. He did a good job. All right, so there's your uh, all-flex segment. We do for the Flex 30 every day at 1.30. And remember, coming up on Tuesday, the announcement of the first all-flex team. We'll lay more out for you this week about how that will be done. That will be next Tuesday, so stick with us there. Up next, where are we at in society? Zay will let us know. And coming up at 2.05, we're going to talk to a Heisman voter. It's Chip Brown of Horns247.com. He can't tell us who he voted for because they'll take the vote away from him. But we will talk about the Heisman, get his thoughts on these four guys that are up for it, the four quarterbacks up for the biggest award in college football. Stay with us. It's the Horn. Skip the drama and get the perfect gift for everyone on your list. A gift card to Twin Peaks. You don't even have to leave your couch. Just head over to TwinPeaksRestaurant.com to grab as many as you need and send them right to your fam's inboxes. While you're there, who says to-go food has to be boring? Twin Peaks has a kitchen bursting with made-from-scratch eats ready for you to order online and enjoy at home. Visit them online for gifts, dinner, or to learn more. Twin Peaks. Eats, drinks, scenic views. Stastny, San Marcos, and Round Rock. TwinPeaksRestaurant.com. Oh, little funky town for the people. This one just sticks in your head once you learn it because it's. A one-hit wonder. I don't talk know about anything it, talk else. About it, talk about it. Talk about it. Has to be the only song they ever had. There's some old dude right now that brags about being in Lips Incorporated. Is that right? Yep. Yeah. Lips Inc. L- Lips Inc. Ladies and gentlemen, watching the video now. Everyone's on acid. <laughs> Actually, for this one, I think it might be just lots of coke. <laughs> Lots of coke. Uh, Razor, Van Morrison, and David Bowie have also been a part of the show. All right. uh, We've got Chip Brown coming up at 2.05 to talk Longhorns and some other stuff. He's also a Heisman voter, so we wanted to get his thoughts on that. Longhorn basketball last night, disappointing uh, loss against Illinois. They had it. 
They had it. I'm not saying you'd rather get you know systematically beaten in a game like that. You wouldn't, but it was there. It was there to be taken. Texas just didn't uh, wasn't able to close the door. We've been talking about the reasons why today. Uh, coming up at 2.30, we'll tell you about why today matters. December 7th wise, you history buffs know why December 7th matters. But it is also the birthday of one of the great basketball players of my life and uh, of all time. We'll talk about him too. Uh, right now, though, let's go where we at in society and see what's Zay's got for us. Where are we at in society today? Zay, I see something on my Twitter. Am I supposed to look at this? Is this yeah, a, yeah, yes. check it out. All right. Here Multiple we go. videos yeah. because <laughs> this came out about last week when I saw this. It was a weird video. When it first came out, everybody thought it was real. Now, Drew Brees, he is in Venezuela trying to promote this points bet USA, which I want to say is a betting site. And in that part of Venezuela, I want to say they have, like, the most lightning strikes in the world. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Okay. So who who even knows if he's in Venezuela at this point? Because in the commercial slash video that you see, you see Drew Brees getting struck by lightning. But it's not real. What do you mean it's not real? It's not real. It's 2022. Somehow people just have the science and technology to make things look real and the skills and they make drew Brees look like he got struck by lightning wow. you watching the video i'm, I'm watching hang on okay yeah, i'm normal pull it up okay so because i'd heard this story just kind of on the side I, I didn't really do any research on it to see what it was but that somebody had said there was some reference to drew Brees so, getting struck by lightning yeah so it was fake somehow it's a promotion tactic there's another video out there where Drew Brees looks like he's in an emergency truck oh, no. and he's like not being treated by anybody, but it looks like he just got struck by lightning. Like he has black on his face and stuff. Oh, it looks like he's been through God. war. And it's weird because he's rocking this Atlanta Falcons looking jersey when really it's just a points bet USA jersey. So all of that's fake. And now people from the Lightning Strike Survivors International isn't liking this. People who have actually been struck by lightning is coming after Drew Brees talking about, yo, dog, this ain't cool. You Westlake mayonnaise breath eating. We don't care who you are. This isn't funny. Don't joke about things like this. We don't care if you're trying to promote some or not. The people in Venezuela are not going to make Westlake comments like you do. (laughs) You're you're inserting that into the story. That's what you're doing. You don't need to do that. <laughs> sorry, part. sorry about that. Um, but yeah, this okay. So then I'm also seeing the side story where Darren Ravel people are trying to defend him and say, wait, Darren Ravel did not get duped by this video. I guess something else happened. So okay. So the bottom line is Drew Brees did not actually get struck by lightning. No, Drew's just just fine. Okay, but then he goes. He just happens to go to one of the. Places in the world where the most people get struck by lightning, and then he's trying to promote something else, but all they can focus on is the lightning thing. Correct. I got you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So now they're pissed at it. Swing and a miss. Oh, man. That is rough. Which this is, I don't know, it's, it's a little much. I don't know what point pro sports was trying to get at with this. I don't know what Drew Brees was trying to get at with this. I don't know if he had to go all the way to Venezuela to get the point out there, but... Wow. I I think it clearly backfired. I just love in this story, somebody also inserted that Michael Vick Powerade commercial. Remember where he was throwing? And they would hit the receiver, and the receiver would fly about 10 yards down the field. Dude, that is crazy. Why would you put out a video where, oh, that is so strange. 
Like, uh, that's so weird. I, I did not realize that that story was fake. I heard somebody talk about it earlier. Oh, man, Drew Brees got struck by lightning. I was like, wait a minute, what? Yeah. I, I would have thought I would have heard a little bit more about that if a Hall of Fame-level quarterback in the NFL, especially one that's from literally right here in our area, had been struck by lightning. That would have been an awful story, but if he survives it, obviously that would have been an incredible story. Of like, oh my God, let's talk to Drew Brees. Somebody get him on on Sports Center so we can hear that story. Yeah, especially on camera. Like he gets struck by lightning, but we got it on camera. You know, that's what a, that's what was a little fishy. About oh it. yeah, you're right about that. No, like, okay, Drew Brees gets struck by lightning. Okay, that's very sad, clearly. But the fact that it was on camera and stuff, it's just, yeah, I, I don't know what they're trying to do. Because there is a, I guess, yeah, I, hadn't, I hadn't thought about it, but yes, the fishiness of, wait a minute, you just happened to be filming him when it happened? <laughs> See, I, yeah, I had not. Yeah, nothing happened to the cameras or nothing. We still look at all the film. Oh, that's fine. All the equipment's fine, but Drew's not good. Oh, wow, I have not, um, <laughs> I have not followed this story close enough. I gotta look this stuff up. Oh my God, blast former. Yeah, people were blowing up Drew Brees. People thought it was real. So they literally made a commercial for this. Okay, all right, that is bizarre. Wow. All right, so uh, Drew Brees in a little bit of a uh, little bit of hot water. Uh, over that uh, over that story. I'm not going to make a pun that will get the people mad at me, so I'm just going to keep going. All right, uh, every day about 145, Zay's got something for you. Uh, it doesn't always involve a former Westlake quarterback. It just happens to in, in this case. We are Most importantly, I'm glad Drew Brees is okay and he's never been struck by lightning. Yeah, I'm glad he's good. That's awesome. Yeah, now, now I need to find out because people on the Specs text line are sending me different things. I need to go look at this Billy Bob Thorne Friday Night Lights clip. Now somebody's saying, instead of curses ain't real, it's ain't no curses. Oh, ain't no curse. Okay, you got to get that right. You got to get that right. Know, we got to figure. We got <laughs> to figure out what it is. Yeah. So, uh, all right, I'll go check out this this Drew Brees commercial as well. That's that's crazy. All right, uh, up next, Chip Brown, Horns247.com. His thoughts on the basketball team from last night. Also, Chip is a Heisman voter. He won't tell us if he voted for Max Duggan, but we will ask him to make the case for Max Duggan as a Heisman winner, and maybe those other three guys too. Stay with us. It's the Horn.